are about to hear a life-changing message preached at Revival International Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In Matthew 16, verse 24, the Bible says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay continues the message series, Losing, Sacrificing, Suffering, and Dying with a powerful message entitled, Enemies of Sacrifice. The enemies of sacrifice include the Antichrist, the spirit of Judas, and the devil himself. We need to fight the enemies of sacrifice that try to destroy our peace, prosperity, and power in Christ. So let us listen into this anointed word and be blessed. Oh yes, Jesus is Those here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Those who know your name, for their trust. Tell somebody smile. There is no other faithful God. He's so loving and true. Those who know. Ask somebody. You know that. It's good to see you. For their trust. There is no other. your hands together for Jesus Christ. And I want you to lift up your hands in worship. Worship him in the beauty of holiness. He deserves it. Bible says, oh come let us worship the Lord. Come let us adore him. Father this morning we, are, we praise you. We love you because you first loved us. We declare that you are king. You are Lord. You are righteous. Father of God, without you and your direction and your word, we would live in a wicked world and join the wickedness to make it even worse. But because you taught us, you have granted us grace to look more like you. Holy Spirit, Make us even better. Teach us your ways. Yes, we want to be more like Jesus. Yes. We want to be more like Jesus. Yes. Therefore, cleanse us by the washing of water. Amen. By the word. Amen. Touch everyone. Mm. Where people are hurting, Lord, mm. heal. Mm. Heal sicknesses. Jesus. Give ideas. Grant wisdom. Give direction. Straighten the crooked paths. Let the lines fall to your children in pleasant places. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your comfort. Mm. For you are the helper, the strengthener. We like you. We really like you. Feel free in our midst. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody the Holy Spirit is with you. 
Hallelujah. Clap for the Lord Jesus and you may please be seated in the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. It's good to see you all. Yeah. I can see that Job has grown ever since his calamity. He's grown gray hair. The Job we knew last time had black hair. You know, stress can cause you to gray like an American president. Hey. <laughs> All American presidents, most, they come in with black hair, they leave with gray hair, especially Obama and the Bushes. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's not easy to be stressed. Um, may the Lord be your head die in Jesus' name. Clap for the Lord Jesus. <laughs> well, we want to continue, but that was a very powerful. Clap for the film stars. Clap for the film stars. You know, the Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I mean, you see, in humor, you learn a lot. You heard what uh, the, the Satan said? He said, you guys, the Lord made a mistake. This guy had been righteous and doing very well. God had protected him and everything. Where are the ashes? Please, fill the seas. Hallelujah. All right, so that those who are coming from the back, they don't have to come to the front. Beautiful. Thank you so much. God bless you. Clap, clap for cooperative people like that. From now, anytime you come and there are seats at the back, please just be in the front seat so that, you know, we don't have to do all that all over again. I told the ushers I was going to just stop preaching and become an usher. You know, if they don't do their job. So if they don't do their job, tell them, hey, you are depriving us of our pastor. Anyway, they're taking your minutes away. I could have been preaching some nice message. Now, what was I saying? Yeah, and you see that devil was telling them that, you know, Job, the only thing that prevented me from dealing with him is his righteousness, his holiness, his sacrifices, and I couldn't touch him because God had protected him. And God made the mistake of removing the hedge. And look at what I did to Job. And he had, the devil advised you and I that if you, you know, walk in any funny secret sins and evils, you open the door and I'll come for you. It was like a joke, but he was telling the truth. You get the point? So can you see that the reality of Job's protection was actually because of the righteousness, the holiness, you know, or somebody will say, oh, the blood of Jesus Christ makes us holy. The New Testament tells us that don't be deceived. He that doeth doeth righteousness is righteous. So the righteousness of God comes in two forms. Comes in the blood and comes in working righteousness. First John talks about the fact that the righteous, I think First John chapter 3, I believe it's either verse 6 or verse 9 or verse 7, talks about the fact that he don't be deceived. He that works righteousness is righteous. But the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us and makes us righteous. No doubt about it. When you are born again, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Right? So, shall we, Paul says, shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? No. You see? So, sometimes Christians live as if, oh, we, were, we have a license to sin because of the blood. Is the world sin that you can talk about but we we have the right the, the the right to sin it's not the truth yeah it's not the truth 
God rewards faithfulness and reward right living. He rewards that. Hallelujah. Let me show you in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. How God blesses people. He said, because you have loved righteousness and you have hated iniquity, therefore I, even your God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. Did you know that? Did you know that God has favorites? You said God doesn't have, he has favorites. Favorites, he doesn't have favorites. He wants everybody to be there. See, he loves all of us. But he favors those who love righteousness and hate iniquity. Tell somebody, you need to start hating sin. Don't love sin, even if it's sweet. Most poisonous things are not bitter. No, not true. Most things that kill you are not bitter. Otherwise, it's not smart to even be bitter. Nobody's going to, I want to kill you and I want to make you. Those people that were put in the gas chamber, they sang for them as they were going into the gas chamber. So they didn't know they were going to their death. They felt celebrated, they clapped, and they sang for them. They were going into a gas chamber to kill them. That's why narrow is the way that leads to righteousness, that need to life. Broad and many there be. Brother. So God has favorites. Don't, don't anybody say God has no favorites. You don't know God. Yeah. You don't know God. Says you have loved righteousness, you have hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even your God, not my God, your God, my God, our God. The God you say is my God. He has anointed you with the oil of gladness and has lifted you above your fear, made you more favored. Hallelujah. So let's learn to live in obedience to God. It, this has become an unpopular Christian topic. You want to try again? Malachi chapter, chapter um, 3 from verse 13 down to verse 18. Beautiful. It says that many people thought that it was not nice to be doing the righteous thing and they even complained and I can understand. It says that your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken so much against you? Now watch this verse 14. It says you have said it is useless to serve God, to serve God or to obey God or to walk in righteousness or to live right. It's useless. You know, Christians say that it's not useless. It's not useless. It is not useless. And what's the use? What profit is it that we have kept his word? We have kept the word of God. We've done the right thing. And that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. Listen, when you're doing the right thing, don't walk mournfully. Even the way you're speaking. Like we are very sad because we're Christians. One person said, oh, when I was in the world, I used to have cars. You know, big men with pot bellies come pick me up. They gave me thousands of dollars. I could ride any car that I want. I could just, you know, sleep with any man that I want. I could say anything, do anything. I didn't have to work. I didn't, my parents, they didn't have a say in my life. I controlled them because I gave them money. And they couldn't say, they couldn't advise me. These, what did they could Until I got born again. Oh. Almost like something bad has happened. But guess what? None of those pot-bellied people ever married her. Ever gave her, oh, we want to keep you. 
they used her as a side chick. Second-hand goods. Dispensable. But they kept one inside until she got married. And somebody said, my darling, I can see that you love God. You give up a lot for God. You sacrifice a lot. I will marry you. That person took her up. Nobody ever said I would marry you when she was in the world. She had everything, but she lacked value. She got fulfilled. And then her second testament, when all this, it was worth it. Look at what the Bible is saying. You don't say mournfully, as if, oh, it's such a bad thing that we came born again. What are you saying? Then he said, let me tell you, you don't have to mourn. Verse 15, he said, watch. And now we call the proud people happy. Yeah, those who work wickedness, they are set up. Yeah, they even tempt God and yet seem delivered. Next verse, verse 16. says, then those who fear the Lord properly. You know, there are two groups of people who fear the Lord. One who do it mournfully and one who do it gladly. God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah, if you're going to give your tithe, give it happily. If you're going to come to church, come to church with excitement. Come and... Come early to sing and to jump and to be with the film stars. Be excited about God. Yeah. Be excited. Let your excitement affect other people. Don't do it mournfully. Oh man, it's Sunday again. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? I would say some Christians, they do it but mournfully. No wonder they were complaining. So God compared two types of Christians. Those who speak mournfully. Those who say there's no profit, there's no use. He said, look at them. And they didn't have anything. Now he's telling you another group that do it cheerfully. He said, but those who fear the Lord, they spoke often among one another. We encouraged one another. We came to church say, it is well. Brother, it is well. Jarvis, you can dance. I know that your steps are not that great as pastors, but you can try. Clap for the Lord Jesus. <laughs> I know you can't go down like the way pastor goes down. But remember, you are 50. I am 17 and a bit. So that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, so don't try it at home. You may get stuck. Here, when you get stuck, we'll lift you up. You remember the woman at the gate? Paul said, silver and gold have I not, but such as I have, give unto you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Who we'll command you will walk. But you try it at home, it may be a problem. But what am I saying? The second group of excited... Tell somebody, be excited about your Christianity. Tell someone, let me see your Christian smile. Yeah. Look like somebody who is blessed. Don't look as if Christianity is a bitter pill that you have been forced to swallow. Do I look unhappy? I'm here all the time by the grace of God. Excited. Yeah. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. You see, this is the attitude. The second group of Christians, they often spoke kindly, spoke beautifully about God. They will, they will call and say, man, what a life. It's a good life. It's a sweet life. You know, I, I love living this kind of life. Then they sing, something on the inside is working on the outside. Brother, I read a certain scripture yesterday. It encouraged me too much. And then they will share the scripture. And they say, man, I can't wait to get a concordance to do microscopic Bible study on this scripture. 
He said, last week I had a fasting time. Man, the Lord spoke to me that my career was going to be okay. He spoke to me that I'm going to be, I'm with you, brother. Yeah. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. He said, they spoke often among themselves. And the Lord heard them. The Lord paid attention and heard them. And God says, a book of remembrance was written before him, God, for them that feared the Lord. And that thought upon his name. Their thoughts were filled with God. You know, you should be, Bible says, what is man that you are mindful of him? Your mind is full of him. Christians have to have, what is, we could, you, could, you could say, God is great, so I am mindful of him. Even what is man? He's mindful of you. I mean, somebody like Jarvis who doesn't know how to dance. I mean, who knows how to dance? A little better than pastor. Do you get the point? Even him, God is mindful about him. His mind is full. About, he has thoughts about you. We should be mindful of God. He says, they thought on him. They thought upon his name. Anytime I'm doing, what does God think about it? What the, I think about God. Yeah. Like Joseph. Joseph said, Potiphar said, just sleep with me. My husband is out. He's old. He quarrels too much. He's too old. No stress. Just sleep with me. Nobody is here. And I'll promote you in this house. He was mindful of God. He said, how can I do this wickedness and sin against my God? That was Joseph. He was not the kind. They've sold me into prison. They put me under the pit. They've done this. Therefore, I'm unhappy. No, he was still happy. You get the point. He spoke and said, no, I won't do it until he was stripped. And was, they lied about him. And they put him in prison. But he thought about God. He was thinking about God. He was thinking about, I don't want to offend God. I don't want to displease God. Yeah. One time, a certain nurse, a certain patient, and the nurse knew what exactly the patient wanted to do. She said, I know you're wearing your ring, but you know, it's okay, doc. Some of us are lonely, and I know that doctors are very busy. It's just a consulting room. They know you are with me. Just, let's be happy. I'm telling you. And I thought about it. I said, such a wicked, evil person. You fall for such a thing, and the next thing you're on the news. But I thought about God. Nobody is there, as she said, but God was there. I thought about God. Even if nobody sees it, what will God think? That's what has kept me. The power of God. The Bible says they thought on God. Where is the scripture? They thought about God. The Malachi scripture I was reading, why did they take it off? I don't understand them. When I want scripture, they don't bring. When I don't want scripture, they bring. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. They thought, verse 17, 16, they thought about God. Amen. Yeah, they thought upon his name. And then verse 17, look at what happened. Christians were excited. Verse 17, and God said, they shall be mine. I'll take care of them. I'll take ownership of their lives. Do you know anybody who makes an attempt to please God? God takes ownership of you. That they shall be mine. No, no, you, you think that you belong to the boss. You think that that's your employment. 
God has actually taken over your life. They shall be mine. Tell somebody you belong to God. Yeah. So that is what um, God said to say. Have you considered my servant Job? Job was working businesses, but God had taken ownership, had put a hedge around, had taken ownership of Job. And Satan knew exactly who Job belonged to. He knew that he cannot touch God's property. Tell somebody, I'm God's property. He can, you cannot be touched. Yeah, Bible says, if God be for me, who can be against me? I belong to God. No, no, you can't joke with people that belong to God. You can't joke with Joseph's. Even if they are in a pit, be careful how you speak to them. Yeah. The brothers tried. They bowed to Joseph several times. He tried to give them bow, bow in a dream. They didn't accept it. Now they physically bowed. Yeah. Said, they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make my jewels, I will spare them. As a man spares his own son that serves him. You are the bona fide child of God. You are, the, you are God's property. Yeah. You belong to God. He takes ownership of your life. Ownership of your career. Ownership of your family. Ownership of your relationships. Ownership of your thoughts. Just walk in obedience with him. And he said, verse 18 is the most beautiful verse of all. He said, and you shall return. Give it time. And you will discern that there's a difference between the righteous and the wicked. There's a difference between those who serve God and those who don't. I've seen the difference. I've dealt with so many churches. I've seen the difference. There's a difference. Let's decide to walk righteous before God. Let the church remain the church. Don't bring the world into the church. We come into the church with our worldly things anyway. And let the church affect you. Let the God of the church affect you. And become owner. It's not every Christian who is owned by God. Do you know that? When God says, I've taken ownership, it means his kingdom has come over you. He's king. He rules. You are in his domain. He has domain. Your kingdom means king's domain. The king's domain. Where he has control. Anyone who are, God has control over you, you belong to God. God takes care of you. But if you don't allow and you have you just tip control. I can do what I want. I don't care what God says. I don't care what the word says. I don't even read the word. Most Christians don't even read the word to know what God says. Anybody who doesn't read the word, you don't care what God thinks about your life. I'll say it again. Anybody who doesn't read the word of God, you really don't care what God says. If you really get, you're, you're, it's true. If you care about what God says, every morning you read the word. And it will transform your life. The Bible says, the words that I speak unto you, you just hear their spirit and their life. They will give you a new life. Remember, the word of God changed the world. God created the world with his word. If you keep his word, your world will change. My world has changed. My family has changed. My thoughts have changed. My thinking has changed. My appetites have changed. Why are you looking at my shoes like that? If you like it, just say it. Oh, did I hit you? I'm sorry. You are supposed to forgive me. 
Clap for the Lord Jesus. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but those are my daughters. Hallelujah. Now, are you liking my shoes? Yeah. I got it as a gift from one of you, so I decided to wear them. I'll wear your gifts one by one by one. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Amen. My birthday gifts are nice. So I just see how can I combine to just say thank you to everybody who gave me a gift. I'm going to decorate your gift nicely. Hallelujah. Some of you are giving away food. I'll decorate my stomach. Hallelujah. Amen. But the Bible says there will be a difference. There will be a difference between those who serve and those who don't serve. Those who love God and those who don't. Those who obey and those who don't. There will be a difference. We'll all be in the same place, but there will be a difference. The difference is, you know, that's why I said God has favorites. Well, God may not have favorites, but we make favorites out of God's decisions. You bring favor to yourself by what you do. And God said there's going to be differences. Like he said, two classes. There's going to be differences. We're all in the same place, but there are differences. You decide which type of Christian you want to be. God leaves everybody. You, you can do anything. Oh, yeah. You can even take somebody's wife here. It's not a problem. It's your problem. It's not God's problem. He's going to watch you. But that will affect you a lot. Yeah. So, me, I decide to go by the word of God so that God will take over. God's thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His ways are higher than my ways. No matter how intelligent, he's more intelligent than me. The Bible says his wisdom is unsearchable. His ways are past finding out. I trust him. I've trusted him with my life. You must trust him with your life. So last week we started talking about loving God in a crazy way. How many have heard that love is blind? What they are really saying is crazy because if you are a blind person and you are going, you know, I'm blind, so I'm going, I don't know where I'm going. Oh, oh, oh see. You see, I'm crazy. I'm drunk. That's because, you know, what the normal vision is. We read over here that if we are crazy, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. He said, if we are, New Living says, if you are crazy. Was it New Living? Yes. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. It says, if it, if it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. Because the normal Christian life is an abnormal worldly life. The world would think you are abnormal. On a Sunday, you are off. Why are you going to church? You should rest. But the abnormal person in the world, normal Christian life will make you go to church. Yeah. I mean, you're a nice girl. You are 21. Why are you still a virgin? It's crazy in the world. It's not possible. Virgins are meant to be for flights. Virgin Atlantic. All states. Virginia. Not for human beings anymore. Because the world thinks it's crazy. You're a beautiful girl. You're a handsome dude. And you still haven't slept with anybody. Are you a joker? Are you serious? Bad. Crazy. Is what keeps you. Your virginity like a Joseph. And God takes him. Oh, no problem. God says flee fornication. Flee it full last. Yeah. Crazy. Sometimes to forgive. Like I just slapped her. And she says I'll forgive you. That's crazy. 
No, the normal thing is slap back, if possible, kick in addition. That's normal. To be crazy means, I oh, know I've forgiven you, it's okay. Oh, take to court. No, 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 it's okay. That's crazy. Crazy brings glory to God. I do it because of God. Yeah. Joseph brought glory to God. May your life bring glory to God. And God says he will anoint you if your life brings glory. Job brought glory to God. Job made God boast about human beings. That can you try? He's such a great, he loves me so much. That was crazy. The wife told Job, you are crazy. You are crazy. Curse God and die. Are you still thinking about God? All your things are going. My children are dead and you are crying to God. You are crazy. And Job's wife was right. Job was crazy. Are you mad? Are you mad? To be still serving this God. But if he seems crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And he really brought glory to God. He shamed Satan. He made Satan so ashamed that, ah, so they are still Christians. No matter what you go through, you stand with God. There are still Christians who can become virgins and before they marry. There are still Christians who refuse to lie. There are still Christians who refuse to fornicate. There are still Christians who refuse homosexuality. There are still Christians like that. I know I feel the tendency, I'm a man against a man, but I will not do it. I will do what the right thing is, even against my feelings. I know that this patient, this nurse, and I, they were free. But it's easy. But I'll still stop. Are there Christians like that? God boasted and said, they still exist. And I can prove it to you. May you become proof of God's statement about Christianity. May you be the one that God says, I still trust in human beings. I still trust in my people. I still have people who are the light of this world. Who are the salt of this world. I saved them. I kept them. And they love me enough. He said, have you? Satan is challenging God all the time about Christians. God, he said, they are real. Satan said, they are, not, they are fake. Who will you make to be right? Will you become a proof of God's statement or Satan's statement? Yeah. Choose God and be anointed and be blessed. Let me tell you, Bible says, Psalms 37 verse 37 mark the perfect man behold the upright the end of that man is peace i will never change my lifestyle for the world never it's not worth it job said even if you slay me i will still trust you he said my redeemer lives and in the end he will stand with me can you say that can you see? It takes sacrifice. Let me tell you, that is what we are talking about. Sacrificing looks crazy. Today, that's what we're talking about. The enemies of sacrifice. That's the topic for today. The enemies of sacrifice. The enemies of sacrifice. Christians are made to sacrifice for God because they love him. And Anybody you make sacrifices for, usually you love the person. Parents make sacrifices for their children. Wives make sacrifices for their husbands. 
children make sacrifices for their parents my children have sacrifices they have never have you tried before some chores in the house before you clean my plates you cook for me you cook for your parents too you charge them that's a sacrifice why do you do that you love them you have never cooked for me before does she cook for you or you do the cooking you do the working and she does the cooking wow that's a good balance so you work for her and she chops some of the money that you work for it's a sacrifice the man is toiling at night sweating and brings the money and say let's share that's a sacrifice out of love and he's been doing this for several years 35 years and still going strong it's love love is what makes us sacrifice the bible says that if we are crazy we seem crazy is to bring glory to God. But if we seem normal, it's for human beings' benefit. Then the next verse, verse 14 of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, it's because the love of Christ constrains us. The love of Christ, King James, constrains us. It's what is making us make that sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, for jo Joseph to sacrifice a beautiful woman untouched is the love of Christ. Now, what is it that makes us... I mean, for people to, you see the songs that you heard, you see the little girl who sang, you see the film stars, what is behind that? You may not know. It's a sacrifice. When you went home, they, they stayed here and rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed. It's a sacrifice. This morning, too, they got together, they rehearsed again. It's a sacrifice. The choir could not sing because last Sunday they couldn't meet together. They couldn't give their sacrifice. The choir is as small as it is. There are many who can sing and talented, but they, what they lack is sacrifice. What they lack is sacrifice for rehearsal, sacrifice to come around. So me, I should drive with my own cars and come and sing for you to be happy. It takes love. It takes sacrifice. It takes sacrifice. And last week we learned that sacrifice releases power. Yeah. Even in the occultic world, if you go and you want black power, black magic, all kinds of occultic powers, they will tell you to sacrifice. Bring a lion's tooth. Yeah. Bring a lizard's tongue. Bring an egg from a male chick or a male hen. Have you had a male hen before? It's a extreme sack. Put some money down. Put some money down. Those are sacrifices. And believe it, there is the power of darkness. If it's not true, it wouldn't exist. Even God says, we are not warring against flesh and blood. Ephesians 6.12. But against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, but they are in high places. If you don't believe in magical powers, you don't understand. God says, principalities and powers of darkness. Jesus Christ, when he released the disciples in Luke 10, he said, I'm going to give you power over the power of the enemy. Luke chapter 7, I believe verse 17. He said, I'm giving you power. Power! To overcome the power of the enemy. Jesus says the enemy has power. Darkness has power. 
you you are not going for black power the christian power too you are not getting get the spiritual power through sacrifice say amen so today the devil doesn't want christians to have power because because of that he stops christian sacrifice he stops every form of sacrifice christians don't like to sacrifice again therefore there is no power in christian resurrection power healing power even financial power power to get wealth all that is released by god power to heal power to preach power to be holy power to do the right thing god wants to release power to you last week when we talked about you should have seen the power in the church the manifestations of god's glory she don't want to talk to you but the enemies of your sacrifice now since sacrifice releases so much power the enemies of god have historically fought against any form of sacrifice any form of sacrifice let me read this when you make a sacrifice to the lord it often looks as though you are doing something stupid you look crazy sacrifices look crazy you go down in pain but you come up in victory that's how it looks that's how it is yeah you sow in tears but you reap in joy okay so the the the, the real source of power is christ now three enemies of the sacrifice number one enemy is the antichrist antichrist spirit it prevents sacrifice yeah christians they want to live comfortable they won't sacrifice time to pray they won't sacrifice the part of their money to pay tithe christians won't sacrifice don't for don't prayer christians don't want to do any of that christian won't sacrifice to study the bible i'm going to commit time christians won't sacrifice to join any ministry in the church it is a comfort zone for most christians no sacrifice but many times you don't even realize that you are losing power today i'm going to expose some of the wicked people wicked entities that prevent you from sacrificing number one is the antichrist daniel chapter 8. daniel chapter 8 i want to read from verse number 9 to verse number 12. daniel chapter 8. He says, and out of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great towards the south and towards the east and towards a pleasant land. Now look at verse 10. And it waxed great even to the host of heaven. Daniel was describing the vision. And it cast down some of the hosts and of the stars to the ground. It fought angels. Demons, they fight angels who are trying to help us so that we don't sacrifice. And the stars, and he stamped upon them. Now watch this. There's a fight in heaven. Yea, he magnified himself. Now when the Antichrist comes there, eh? when the Antichrist comes in the last days, he will stand in the church and will proclaim peace. But it's a trick. He said, he magnified himself. You all have watched, um, you know, 
left behind or something like that. Yeah. He magnified himself even to the prince of the host. And by him, the daily sacrifice was taken away. The Antichrist is being described. His first thing is to take away the daily sacrifice. And the place of his sanctuary was cast down. The place of God's sanctuary was low in your thoughts. Most people, the church is low in your thinking. You don't think much about it. It's an effect of the Antichrist. The Antichrist, before it comes, the spirit of the Antichrist is here already. Yeah. Yeah. Let me read that again, verse 11. He magnifies himself even in the, as, to the prince of the host. And by him, daily sacrifices are taken away. Daily sacrifices. For example, if you are feeling a little weak, you will go to work. But if you're feeling a little work on Sunday, a week on Sunday, you won't come to church. No, no, true. How many realize that? The slightest excuse. Oh, I went to work in the night. But meanwhile, when you work in the night and there's a day job, you don't say bye-bye, you go. True. Watch this. It's all a spirit against sacrifice and it's an anti-christ christ is represented by the church by the anointing by the word anti-word anti-church anti-anointing anti the spirit of god everything against true it works in the church think about it how many times do you miss work even when you are tired even when you are sick but when it comes to the church, how many times do you, when there's a promotion, do you say no? But in the church, they say be promoted to become an usher. Be promoted to become a... No. It's an anti-Christ spirit. He said, he magnifies himself. It makes you feel big. And by him, daily sacrifice is taken away. And the place of his sanctuary, of God's sanctuary is cast down. No. Now watch this. Verse 12. It says, And an host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression or sin. And it cast down the truth to the ground. Yeah. One of the reasons why sacrifices don't take place is people down the truth but they uphold sin. They reject the truth, but they will embrace sin and cast down the truth to the ground. And it practiced and prospered. That means evil practice. He continued to practice that and the thing increased. Let me tell you something. When I came to the church, when I came to God, I realized that for me to really grow in the Lord, it required a lot of sacrifices. I have to sow a lot to become something in the Lord, spiritually. But not the Antichrist. He will stand. They call it the abomination of desolation. He will stand against by reason of transgression. And the reason is, I want to do something. I want to do something in the world. Not for the Lord. Not for the Lord. Amen. The Bible says that he will come and he will pollute the sanctuary of strength. Daniel chapter 11 also says, Daniel chapter 11 
and verse 31 it says and the arms shall stand on his part and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily sacrifice and they shall place the abomination that makes desolate desolation means emptiness it means zero Christians who don't become fruitful is because of a lack of sacrifice it's the truth I mean Christianity that is just it's just about me myself and I is because they lack Christianity is never meant to be lived just for yourself anyone who is living Christianity for yourself you are suffering from desolation it's about my education my education first my family first my people first my interest Christianity is not about your interest. It's about sacrificing for people. Love is never done to oneself. Have you kissed yourself before? Love. Bible says in John chapter 13, I believe verse 34, 35. 35. It says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples when you have love one to another. Sacrifice, the lack of sacrifice is manifested in desolation any christian who walks alone has no follower has no witness is doing things i come to church alone i walk alone hi is your first statement bye is your next statement you talk to nobody you care about nobody it is all about yourself it's called desolation it's called the abomination of desolation it's an antichrist spirit the antichrist wants to empty the church of christians want to make the church empty of sacrifice daily sacrifice must be taken away and anybody who does not make sacrifice always you'll be alone even in the world if you don't sacrifice you'll be alone yeah if even children making children if you don't think about somebody else and somebody else says not come like marriage you'll never have one you'll never have one and if you want to have a child and grow the child, you have to make sacrifices like working. You work all your way, but they don't work anything, yet you work and give to them. That's sacrifice. Christianity is like that. You will never will increase. You will never have any profit. You will not be profitable until you are a sacrificial person. Look, you start it, and in the church, Satan's mind, Antichrist, will always make you selfish. I don't care, me, myself, and I. You walk in church for yourself. You walk, you bring nobody, you bring no soul, you don't care about the church, you don't care about nothing. If it's not in your interest, it is not an interesting thing. If it's not in your interest, you are not interested. Think about it. Have you paid me before for the nice word I'm preaching to you? If the devil knows, if all Christians could make sacrifices and stop being selfish, look, the church will populate in no time. And the dedication, inferior people are very, very talented. Look at the next sentence in my you. Great talent, gifts. But you will never know it until they decide to make the sacrifice. 
It's not that they don't want to show their gift, but they are afraid of the sacrifice that comes with it. Rehearsal sacrifices, outreach sacrifices, embarrassment, expectations that will be placed upon them. But all that you will do if we're to pay you. And ours is love. The love of Christ constraint. That's why it's a sacrifice. A sacrifice by necessity means you are not getting it. I'm just doing it. Bible says in Romans chapter 12 verse 1. I beseech you brethren. That you present your bodies. A living sacrifice while you are alive. Holy. And acceptable. And to God. Which is your reasonable service. The anti anti the, the 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 christianity that beats the antichrist it presents itself holy present my body completely i've, I've come when i came to church, I, told, I told my my shepherds i've come i don't i don't have talent but what can i do and 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 they, they, they said well join this group and no no it was a drama ministry i started acting and I acted, and I acted. By the time I realized, they said we should go for outreach. All that. It has never been, I've never lived an isolated Christian life. I've always lived for people, prayed for people, visited people, called people. I've not charged one dime. And God has been a blessing. Sometimes I don't even pray. My thoughts become a prayer. I think something and the Lord does it. I'm telling you sacrifices he will never forget he will never forget Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 10 he says the Lord is not righteous to forget your work your work and your labor of love which is equivalent to your sacrifices which you have shown towards his name Jamaica are you understanding what I'm saying Anybody who starts to make sacrifices in the name of the Lord, the Lord said he will never forget. He said, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love. You love me, that's why you're laboring. You love me, that's why you're playing the keyboards. You love me, that's why you're joining the technical team. You love me, that's why you're winning souls. You love me, that's why you're cleaning the church. You love me, that's why you refuse to lie. You love me. That is why you, ref you refuse to sin. You love me. That's why. I've ne that's why you tithe. Any of us who makes the tithe like lotteries, you don't love God. You love yourself. That's why you tithe. Never make the tithe about what you will get. Although it will come. Bible says, honor the Lord or love the Lord with your tithe. Sacrifice is based on love. That's why differences show. When you see Christian sacrifices, the other way you should look at it is Christian love for God. Real people who love God, they will make any sacrifice for God. Any. Any day. That's why it's called the Antichrist. I'm against God. It's also against sacrifice. It's against the love of God. Yeah. It leads to abomination of desolation. Zero. I do zero. I produce zero in the church for the Lord. For yourself a lot. Let me tell you, make yourself meaningful to God. Make yourself a God lover. Make yourself somebody I sacrifice because.
Just because I love God. Your test of the love of God is obedience. Say, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, keep my commandments. If I don't teach you this, you'll be surprised that you'll get to heaven if you get there. And there'll be nothing for rewards. Nothing. You made no sacrifices. You invested in nothing for heaven. You had a lot of investment here, which you left here anyway. You have things here, things here. What about things there? If you don't believe it, no problem. But I can assure you, the Antichrist will remove the daily sacrifices. And already, we are feeling the spirit of the Antichrist. No. You try telling somebody, stay behind for a rehearsal. The first thing is they start, not, they, not that they don't have to, they think about an excuse to give you. It's just natural. Before even the excuse comes. It's about step out. Before you even think about what, sometimes there's nothing. Or just a soccer game or a, a football game. Can you just stay and clean? Or can you come here over and Saturday and clean? For God for free. Or can we go on Saturday to look for souls for the kingdom? Let me tell you. If I bring a policeman here to talk about security and how to fight fires in our homes. And I call you, there will be a gathering. But if I say prayer meeting, we are praying for souls. There will be very few people. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The place is a bit quiet. Say, Rev, you're preaching, you're preaching. Antichrist manifests in people. Sometimes people tell you they're using you. They're using you. Don't go. They're using you. Have you heard that before from people? They are using you. Yeah. They're using you. Who are they? me I'm using you okay then you are using me you are using me for your church plans never thought about it that way yeah you know how many times I pray for you but God takes care of me I don't remember the last time I prayed for my personal benefit but he takes care of it he said that God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love which you have shown towards his name Bring it back again. Hebrews 6.10 Which you have shown towards God's name. Yeah. In that you have ministered or served to the saints. To God's people. And you continue to minister. Thank you for coming on the prayer line every morning at 5. We've never even prayed for you. You're always praying for, for the church members. God bless you. Put your hands together. That's a sacrifice. Every time. You yawn by center prayer, you wouldn't come. I dare you to start making sacrifice. Fight the Antichrist. Fight the Antichrist. Fight him with your sacrifices. Fight him with your sacrifice. Your sacrifice fights for you. Mm. 
one of the things that the antichrist will do is to stop the daily he will stop people from sacrificing he will come in the name of peace talk about peace you need to relax talk about comfort and everybody will think he's god sometimes people's arguments are there, but they are using you they would think you would think that the angel is speaking yeah yeah amen daniel chapter 8 verse 24 says and his power shall be mighty but not by his own power and he shall destroy wonderfully and he shall prosper people when they are talking to you about oh don't let them in his practices he shall destroy the mighty and the holy people he destroys mighty people. you are supposed to be great i will stop you from proceeding and through his policy also he shall cause craft or deceptiveness to prosper in his hand and he shall magnify himself in his heart and by peace shall destroy many he shall also stand up against the prince of the princes against christ but he shall be broken without without her he shall stand by peace you know when people tell you about don't do this oh you need your comfort you need your peace i mean don't be bothered you are tired enough you're already tired no abomination the second enemy someone said the second enemy is judas the spirit of judas the second enemy of sacrifice amen you want to know why uh, judas watch this judas is carried who criticized the woman with the alabaster box of ointment you remember that woman let me read john chapter 12 from verse 3 and the woman mary mary took a pound of ointment of spikenard very costly and anointed the feet of jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment then said one of the disciples judas iscariot judas the one who betrayed jesus simon's son which should betray him says why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor in other place bible says that he didn't say this because he cared about the poor but because he was a thief because he was a thief now judas who betrays jesus is often the person that also does not want any sacrifices towards Jesus. It's the spirit of Judas. He said, why are you wasting your time? Why are you working so much? Why are you giving a tithe? Why are you giving to the church? Why are you going for outreaches? Why are you spending too much time in the church? Why are you going for a rehearsal again? Why are you waking up at night to pray? Why are you buying a Bible? Why are you carrying your television to another Christian brother? Because he doesn't have it. Why? They question every godly thing that is done for Jesus. Judas questioned. I mean, Jesus Christ, he's a savior. And somebody, 
you Judas, you have been with Jesus for a long time. You should have rather been sacrificing for Jesus. When somebody who's an adulterer, who had, was, had demons cast out of her, is coming to appreciate Jesus, pouring oil, rubbing with the hair, and worshipping in tears, then Judas says, no, this is a waste. This is a waste. Why are we do, doing things for Jesus? This is a waste. Why do you have to go to church on Sunday? You could have worked for a time and a half. Yeah, that's a waste. That's a waste. Sunday is the day you can get more money when you go to church. It's a waste. Don't waste it on Christ. That's Judas. Anything precious. Why are you using your car to pick up church members? Anything special. It's a spirit of Judas. Why do you want to become a pastor? For Christ. You are too intelligent to be a pastor. Really? So we need dumb people to be pastors, right? Why are you a shepherd? Why are you letting them to meet in your house? For Bible study. Somebody may be a thief. It's true. But even without we meeting them, a thief can still come to your house. Let me tell you. When you see... You feel like doing something great for the Lord. And a voice tells you, it doesn't matter if the voice is the voice of your shepherd. It doesn't matter if the voice is the voice of your pastor. Don't do it for the Lord. Don't do it. It's a spirit of Judas telling you it's a waste. Sacrifice, sacrifice has never hurt anybody for the Lord. Do it in the name of the Lord. Don't do it in any other name. Everything I do, Bible says, whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it with all your heart as doing it for the Lord and not for man. Knowing this, that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of your inheritance because you are serving God. Believe me, nothing is a waste when you give it to the Lord. Nothing is a waste. Bible says, when you sow in the spirit, you will reap life everlasting. There's nothing that's a waste. No matter what anybody says. I am fighting against the voice of Satan. That has deprived church members even of their miracles. Sometimes the sacrifice is for fasting. God is just looking for your spirituality to go up. That's all he's looking for. But you won't do it. The voice of Judas. The voice of Judas. The voice of Judas is too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. 10% is too much of the tithe. Rehearsal is too much. Your children are doing too much in the church. Prayer is too much. They said they're going to have three weeks fast in January. It's too much. Do they want to kill us? Sacrifice is a blessing. Let me tell you, even in your life, those who make a lot of money, they sacrifice a lot also. They work hard. They sacrifice time. They even sacrifice their children. They are going for a camp and you are you leaving your children behind? You leave your children behind and go to work all the time. But one day, they are calling a meeting. You are leaving your children. And they, Satan tells you, no! It's a Judas. Usually they are the people that are betraying Christ. It's just in their heart. The last enemy 
is Satan himself. Enemies of sacrifice. The first one is what? The Antichrist spirit. Second one is what? The spirit of Judas Iscariot. And final one is the spirit of Satan. Matthew chapter 16. Spirit of Satan always operates through people. Matthew chapter 16 from verse 21. Watch this. It says, from that time forth, Jesus began to show to the disciples how he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Now watch Peter. Huh? Then the next verse. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him saying, be it far from you, Lord. This shall never happen. Can you imagine? Jesus Christ, our Savior, was being prevented from sacrificing his life. Peter was doing it, but who was behind Peter? Watch this. Next, next, next verse. But he turned and said to Peter, get thee behind me, Peter. Is that right? Get thee behind me, Michael. Get thee behind me, Pastor. But he said, get thee behind me, Satan. And he said, you are an offense unto me. For you savor the things that are not of God. You don't like godly things. But you savor the things that are of men. Ladies and gentlemen, Satan was exposed. Many times people tell you things. Yeah. I remember somebody who wanted to full time in the ministry. And the friend said, don't do it. Jesus Christ said, you don't want me to sacrifice. This is satanic spirit. Yeah. A friend may come and tell you, listen, this is how we have survived in this school. You want to pay your school fees? You have to follow me. Just a one night off. No, 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 I don't want to do this. I would rather go hungry than go prostitution. I said, oh, no, you don't understand it. We've been here longer than you. You have to turn and say, get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. A lot of the voices that cause you, he says that you don't savor the things of God. You are not a spiritual person. You don't like God things. You don't like God things. You are very carnal. Jesus told him point blank, blank. Peter was a pastor, Peter. And he told Jesus, you will never sacrifice your life. You know, sometimes, let me tell you, the people that say these things, they mean well. But the spirit behind it is evil. I mean, think about it. Peter just wanted, I mean, Jesus, I want you to be around for a long time. I, I, where, where, who's going to teach me if you go? Those are the things he's thinking. But Jesus is thinking spiritual thoughts. Is it? Now, think about it. He meant well. Even if you are meaning well, it doesn't mean you are carrying the right spirit. Yeah. Oh, rest a little bit. Rest is good. Don't go to church. Oh, you know, I know you have a lot of bills. Don't pay tithe. Oh, you know, you are still young. I mean, have fun. You're only young ones. 
You mean well. Oh, you know. I mean, I know you are married, but you know, maybe we don't need McDonald's every day. Once in a while, you have to go Chick-fil-A. So a little swing is not bad. All those things with good reasons. No. Yeah. No, that's how people behave. You got the point. Oh, come on. You're young. There's a reason why God made you that strong. You're very handsome. You know, once you marry, you are locked up. So this is the time to sample the ladies. It makes sense. But it's against God's plan. Jesus, God's plan for Jesus was to sacrifice and to die for you and I. God's plans for you is to serve. God's plans for you require sacrifice. Christianity will always require sacrifice. Jesus Christ says in Luke chapter 9 verse 23, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Let him take up his cross and follow me daily. It's a daily sacrifice. The Antichrist wants to take the sacrifice. Judas wants to take out the sacrifice. And Satan, the spirit of Satan, through Peter's, want to take away the sacrifice. My question to you before I finish, what is the Lord asking you to sacrifice that your logical mind by satanic spirits is preventing you? What have you hidden? What talent are you hiding? What sacrifice are you hiding? What grace are you hiding? Anything you give to God will appreciate. Any gifts you give to God will appreciate. After all, God gave you those gifts. Any gift you use for God becomes better and better. I preach much better than you because I preach more than you. Yeah. I, today I told, sister, sister, come, 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 don't go away. What did I tell you? You know what? I, you know, I came late today. You don't know what I was going through. And I told this young lady, please preach for me. She said no. She panicked like a frog. And, you know, my car, whatever it is. So I was in an Uber and I was coming. So I just told, she said, why am I late? It's just, it's, I said, okay, I'm sorry. I can't come today. Didn't, the pastor Richard called me. And said, I said, then you preach. I said, I don't know what to preach. I said, last time. Meanwhile, last Thursday, she was supposed to preach. She called me and I preached for her. And I told you, do you remember I preached for you last Thursday? You had a message to preach. But you made me preach. Meanwhile, I've done my preaching several times. And I said, the message you are going to preach to your people, please preach it to my people today. She said, no. She started panicking. Then eventually, you know what she said? She said, okay. The okay was almost like, ah, if you force me then, you know, before you tell me I'm disobedient. When I came, she was standing there confused. Confu you know, when she came and stood here and she saw me, she did this. It's like, ha, ah, I've been saved by the bell. Clap for Jesus. I make sacrifices, but you know, the more I use, you know the people that were given the talents in Matthew 25, he said, go and get busy or occupied till I come. The person who had 10 talents worked with it, traded with it, and it became 20. The one who had five traded with it, it doubled. The one with two traded, it doubled. The one who had one refused and hid it. I will not. Do you know what he told the master? 
He said, you are a wicked man. You are trying to get something, a sacrifice from me that you have not invested in. I'm not going to give any of my things. This is your thing. I'm not going to use my gift for anything. Any gift you don't use does not appreciate. God rather punished that one. He says, there will be gnashing of teeth. Many of you Christians, God has blessed you. Blessed you with money. Blessed you with accommodation. Blessed you with children. Blessed you with intelligence. Blessed you with gifts. You've hidden it in a napkin. Stop it. And the only reason you've hidden it, you're not a bad person. You just are thinking about the sacrifice it will take to manifest that gift. That's all you are thinking about. You are not a bad person. You even know that you are gifted. You even know you are supposed to do it. But, he said, no. Think about it. Think about the time. Think about your children. Think about your family. Think about the finances that will go into it. Think about people. Somebody told me one day, Pastor, the job you are giving me, if it's about tables, I'll do it. If it's about human beings, I will never do it. Human beings, I don't want to deal with them. You want to deal with dogs? Congregation members are not dogs. She told me. She told us point blank. The people, Christians, about the Christians, we are work in progress. Anybody who's thinking Christians are bad, you are correct. That's why we came to church. Where do you want, expect to see sick people? Is it not the hospital? They've come to hospital and you are still calling them. Why are you sick? Why am I sick? Did I? Why? Do I know if I knew it, I wouldn't have come to the hospital. And you are using that against me? No. Church folk are not perfect. They're just honest, acknowledging I need Jesus. And those are the people we'll be working with forever. Until we get to heaven, where you see the final product of the work we did here. We will always need to make sacrifices for them. That's why I'm willing to sacrifice for you. And I want to sign you up to sacrifice with me to drive this train to do the cleaning, to do the choir, to do the ministration, to do the financing, to use your gift and bring it with mine. And together, let's make this a beautiful city of God until Christ comes. The Antichrist will never find you and use anything against you because you're already willing to sacrifice. And God will bless you mightily. He will never forget you. Tell somebody, God is looking for your sacrifice. Antichrist will not affect you. Judas is too late. As for Satan, he's been defeated. Tell somebody, my sacrifice is ready. Tell somebody, watch me from today. I will sacrifice for prayer. I will sacrifice for ministry. I will sacrifice for Jesus. Because I love him. I will not be affected by any of these enemies. Even the fact that they are enemies. Look at these young people that you see. Because of their sacrifice, God will save them and make them beautiful. Tell somebody, I'm looking forward to your sacrifices. As a person, which one is the first sacrifice you will give up? What are you hiding? They don't want to answer. Ask her. You to ask him. Clap for the Lord Jesus and rise to your feet. Hallelujah. Amen. How many have noticed that there have been some few enemies? Yeah. One person saw my church members and said, Hey, are you still having that after your church meetings? Me, I've left. I don't do such things anymore. Yeah. That's a spirit. Right there. I'm telling you, it's a spirit. Trying to tell you, no, 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 no. Don't sacrifice anymore. Don't sacrifice anymore. 
That's a spirit. It's an antichrist spirit. It's a Judas spirit, a betrayer, or it's a Peter type. Sometimes the people are actually in the church, like Peter's, who are strong. No, 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 no. You can't go any further. We want you for where you are. Stay where you are. Don't move any further. Oh, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord honor you. May the Lord touch your heart. May the Lord touch your heart with love. Put your hand on your heart. Father, I pray. Help us to be like Joseph to make sacrifices. Help us to be like Jesus to make sacrifices. We are also the children of God. Lord, if you expected Jesus to sacrifice for us, his sacrifice has made us who we are. Father, look at several people. We need to sacrifice for them. Who will do it if we don't? The church is called to sacrifice. Brothers and sisters, your sacrifice here will teach you how to sacrifice even at your workplace. Your sacrifice here will teach you how to sacrifice for your family. Your sacrifice here will teach you how to love and give out of love. Your life will be far better than it's ever been. Believe me, anybody who loves to volunteer, when you are paid, you do more than even the job requires. It brings you promotion. I've learned how to sacrifice without money in the church. When they give me money at my workplace, I do it as if there is no money. And it has always led to promotion for me. God is promoting you. Sherry, say amen. God is promoting you. God is promoting you. You will never be selfish again. You will never be selfish again. You will never be selfish again. God says there are people here who, has, who have gifts. Who are hiding from, being, from sacrifices. But he says that I brought this because of you. I care about you. I love you. I have something for you. Just put that sacrifice out there and see me perform. Pray for yourself, please. Father, I thank you. Thank you for such a wonderful time in your presence. I know this message is not conventional. I know we're expecting blessings, but this brings more blessing than you. If you can, if you can use anything, Lord, use me. Take my hands and my feet. Touch my heart. Speak through me. To touch somebody else. Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.